Hey everyone, this is Michael Neese. I'm one of the producers of this podcast. I wanted to let you know that this Thursday, we're going to be releasing a special Christmas episode titled A Christmas Banquet in Prison. This is one you're not going to want to miss. It's an encouraging story from the Christmas that John spent in federal prison a few years back. So make sure to tune in and share with everyone you think will be blessed and encouraged by these stories. You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. During John's time in prison, he was blessed with the opportunity to lead a Bible study among the other prisoners who had recently begun following Jesus. It was during these times that he was able to teach them how to share their faith with others. On one specific occasion, one of his fellow inmates learned about a death in his family and had a unique opportunity to share Christ with his family members prior to his release from prison. When I was in prison, I had a Bible study and I was teaching specifically the Bible study on evangelism and how to lead people to the Lord, primarily for the reason of winning cellmates, people on the rec yard, people in the library, whoever you associate with, because normally in prison, you're with groups that you identify with. If you're gangbangers, you're with the gangbangers. If you're Muslim, you're with the Muslim group. If you're Christian, you're with the Christian group. And this goes on and on and on and on. So I was leading the class and showing them how to lead people to Jesus, telling them many of the testimonies I'm telling you on these podcasts. Roger, one day when I arrived to the classroom where we're having the Bible study, was down the hallway by himself concealing his grief. See, you don't cry in prison. It's a hard place with not a lot of soft souls. And Roger was hiding his tears. So giving him enough room, I waited until he got himself together. And then as he starts coming down the hallway, I went to meet him halfway. I said, Roger, what's up? He said, Dad died. His funeral's going to be Wednesday. This was Monday. Funeral's going to be Wednesday. And it's only two hours away, but I can't go. So he comes into the Bible study, and here we have 70-some guys in there ready to hear the lesson on salvation. We had workshops every day where we would have 20 minutes of Bible study, sharing them how to lead people to Jesus, and then we practiced on one another. So Roger was adapt to leading people to Jesus because of the workshops. So I said, Roger, this is your chance to watch God move in your life now. In class, this is your chance to watch God work miracles in front of you. So let's all 75 of us pray that Roger gets to go to his dad's service. Now remember this, in prison, you're always on camera, audio and video. So the guards can hear anything you're saying at any time, anywhere in the prison. So obviously, my Bible study was filmed with visual and audio. So when I said, let's pray that Roger will be able to go to his dad's service, and let's pray that he'll be able to use his evangelistic tools that he's learned in the class to lead people to Jesus there in the funeral. The guards heard that. I mean, they, they know everything. They're watching me because this Bible study had grown so fast. So that day, as we started praying for him, we asked for a miracle that he'd be released to go to the funeral. He was. He got notice the next day that he could go. So we planted on Roger 
salvation cards that I had Christ Center sent into me through the chaplain. And the salvation card has Romans on one side. What does it say? The word is in your heart and your mouth. The word you believe. Then if you accept him as your savior, you'll be saved. And then on the other side of the card is the salvation prayer. And it has Christ Center's name and address and telephone call if you want to follow up. So we planted a bunch of those cards on his body so that the guards would find them. Now, now listen, this is interesting because remember the guards listened to us. So I realized, God, you got you to blind them to this. So we put him in his shirt. We put him in his, in his back pocket. And then we took his uh, shoes off and put him in his socks and put the socks back on his feet prior to him leaving that Wednesday morning. And he was loaded with salvation cards. Probably he had 80 cards on each foot, left and right foot, in his sock. Well, sure enough, the guards found him in his pocket, and they took him out and discarded them. But they didn't check his shoes. So when he got there to the church service, it was a little late, and people were already in there, and there was special music being played. Roger in chains, chains around his waist uh, that come and connect the, to the handcuffs, and then chains around his ankles so that he couldn't walk, but he had to shuffle. And he had his orange jumpsuit on. And the humiliation of it all was that he had to be walked on both sides, ushered on both sides by two guards, shuffling to the front of the church, in front of the packed out church, in front of his family that filled up five rows on each side of the church building. As he shuffles, ching, 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 all the way down the aisle, he draws the attention of every person in there. What a novelty. Here comes a prisoner to his own dad's funeral. What nerve this guy must have. The black sheep of the family, found guilty, in prison, coming to his dad's service. What a humiliation. They sit him down on the front row, each guard beside him. Service goes on, the service ends, and the pastor said, is there anything else that any of the family members would like to say? And I told Roger, God will give you a break. God will give you his perfect timing. And when he gives it to you, shout out, I have a word and get ready to give him the salvation message. And as soon as the pastor said, before we leave, does anybody have a word they'd like to share? And Roger said, I would, sir. And so he said, go ahead. So Roger said, I'd like to have, um, he turned around, his brother was sitting right behind him. He said, would you please come up? I'd like for you to help me. So he came up. He said, take my shoes off, take my socks off. He pulls out in front of the guards around 80 salvation cards. He said, take these and hand them to every family member. So they're going down the row handing out these cards. He says, now I'd like for, to stand up and I'd like to be able to, to address you. So he stood up and he looked at the family with his socks off, barefoot, still bound by his ankles, bound by his waist, bound by his wrists. And he said, I'm here today saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have found a class in prison that talks to me about the grace of Jesus Christ and about his salvation plan. I received Jesus as my Savior and I've given each one of you a card. And there weren't enough cards. So he says, I want you to, to share now 
so that everybody, that, that two of you have one card. And so they started sharing these cards. They started turning around and looking who didn't have a card until each couple had a card. He says, now, I want you to read what it says in Romans. And he was quiet. He let, let them read it quietly. Now he says, turn the card over and read what it says there. They turned the card over and they read it. He says, now, if you really believe that, I want you to prepare to do something. I want you to pray that prayer with me. So if you would pray that, I want you to, to right now, in your heart, believe it, pray it with me. Jesus, he said, I had to tell him, to repeat after me if you, if you want to pray this prayer. And then he says, all fear broke over me because not one person started praying. I realized, oh my gosh, no one's going to pray the prayer. Pastor didn't prepare me for this. I've always watched great miracles happen when the pastor's doing things. And now there's nothing. What am I going to do? And he says, I just heard that voice of the Lord say, trust me, go on. So he said, ask him to repeat it. So he said, I said, now repeat after me. Jesus, come into my heart. They picked it up. Jesus, come into my heart. Save my soul. Save my soul. I confess I'm a sinner. I confess I'm a sinner. I believe, Jesus, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I accept you as my Savior. They repeated the prayer. And he says, now, in my Bible study, the, the pastor that teaches this always says, follow it up with a sign. So I, I need to have you show me a sign. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to stand up. He said at least three quarters of the family stood up. Weeping started happening. Hands were going up in the air. Faces were being buried in hands. There was great jubilation happening. But he says, what really got me, a quarter of all the church stood up too. All the opportunity that we have to share Jesus even in prison. Even as a prisoner, shamed by the chains, shamed by the color of the jumpsuit, shamed by a family that would be so disgusted at your presence, yet filled with the power of God to bring the salvation plan. Isn't that just like Jesus? Isn't that just like our precious Savior? While he was in prison, John saw the Lord do many amazing things. If you'd like to learn more about how a misdemeanor landed him in a 10-month federal prison sentence, we encourage you to read chapter 16 of his book, I Heard It on the 806. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.